0: Purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our journey into the realm of the strange
1: and terrifying. I hope you will enjoy the trip. That it will thrill you a little and chill you a little. So settle back. Get a good grip on your nerves. Where are we going? You'll find out when we get there.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad that you are here listening. And I've got one of my favorites today from suspense called The Screaming Woman. And it stars Margaret O'Brien. I will say a few words about Margaret O'Brien after the play today. So if you're interested in that, be sure to stick around. Alright folks, now I will say before we get into it, this episode was in pretty bad quality. The episode first aired in 1948, and it looks like Suspense aired it again later on in the 1950s. So I'm airing that second time because, believe it or not, the quality was a little better. But still, the quality was pretty rough, so I doctored it up and cleaned it up. And it's definitely a lot better than it was. I'll show you a few clips here, real quick.
2: Saturday, the even covered up a swell big concrete pipe that us kids called our fort. Covered it clear up. Well, I was looking around to see where it used to be when all of a Saturday, the even covered up a swell big concrete pipe that I kids called our fort. Covered it clear up. Well, I was looking around to see where it used to be when all of a sudden.
0: So as you can see, it's far from perfect, but it's better than it was, so it's definitely listenable. Okay, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into today's play. This is The Screaming Woman, and it first aired November 25th,
1: 1948. It is an excerpt from a suspense show. And now. Another tale well
2: calculated to keep you in. This is Saturday. The have covered up a swell big concrete pipe that us kids called our fort, covered it clear up. Well, I was looking around to see where it used to be when all of a sudden <laughs> the sound was coming up out of the ground. And dirt and glass, and and she was screaming all wild and horrible for someone to dig her out. I started to run. I fell down and got up and ran some more. It was an awful, awful long way to our house that day. Mama, Mama! Margaret! Mommy, Mama! Margaret, haven't I told you not to slam the door? Oh, is that the rally? Listen, Mama, there's a screaming woman in the lot. Wash your hands, Margaret. She was screaming and screaming and screaming. Well, I'm sure she can wait till after dinner. Oh, honestly, next year, I swear I'm going to buy a bigger slaughter. Oh, Emma, don't you believe me? You've got to believe me. Oh, look, honey, I've got a million things to do. Oh, good dark smoke, at you? How'd you get your knees so dirty? Well, running back in the lot well, of... never mind. Scoot Dad, we're about to eat. He's in the front room reading his papers. Dad! Oh, Dad, I've got to tell you something.
1: Mm. Getting hungry, baby?
2: Dad, there's a screaming woman in the lot. Mm.
1: I never knew a woman who didn't.
2: We gotta get picks and shovel and dig her up, Dad.
1: Oh, I don't feel much like an archaeologist today, Margaret. Can't think of anything but food. Let's have an expedition next Sunday and dig her up.
2: We can't wait that long. What will die if we don't do it now?
1: Calm down, now. Dad, please. Listen, dear. After our Thanksgiving dinner, I'll come out and listen to your screaming, woman. How's that?
2: No, no, Dad. And he shall die if you don't come out now, you've got to come now. Margaret. If you believe me, you wouldn't wait. Margaret, listen. You never believe me. Mama doesn't believe me. Nobody believes Margaret, me.
1: Margaret, quiet down right this minute. Or I not only won't go with you, but you'll go to your room and stay. And without your Thanksgiving dinner. Now, is that clear? Yes, sir.
2: It's clear.
1: Margaret, you heard Mother. Don't gobble.
2: But, Dad, we're hurry.
1: My dear young lady, this is Thanksgiving dinner. An occasion when we do not hurry. Oh, please,
3: please,
1: Dad. If, if, if you to me any more, if you mention her again, this screaming, what's this, I won't go out with you to hear her recital at all. Now, is that understood? Yes, sir.
2: Yes, understood.
1: Well, now that I can be thankful for a full stomach, I guess we should consider what other things we have to be thankful for. Well, we're all healthy. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful for my big daughter. Right, baby?
2: Yes, Dad. And
1: for my loving wife, who is still the most romantic woman I know.
2: Oh, Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Billy. I'm thankful I didn't marry somebody else.
2: Well, you nearly married Dora Lampo. You even gave her a
1: ring. No, that never meant a thing. No, you've only had one serious competitor since we were all kids. Oh, who? Helen (laughs) Nesbitt. Yeah, Helen was my first love. She's about as old as Margaret. I gave her a present one Christmas, and she gave me one. I still have it.
2: That paperweight on your
1: yeah. desk. Yeah. It's funny how we hang on to things that were important to mere kids. Dad. Now, just a little longer, Margaret. Oh,
2: Dad, oh, please. Oh, go on, dear. You'd better take her out of the lot before she
1: collapses. Okay. Come on, Margaret. Let's hear this wailing banshee of yours. Just where is this screaming woman of yours? Lead me to her.
2: Over here, where our fort used to be. The fort? The big concrete pipe. It's all covered up now.
1: Hmm. Kelly is really getting this lot filled in. All right, where's the lady?
2: Right about here, Dad. Listen.
1: <laughs> Told you her thing, except the wind. You better button your sweater, Margaret. Listen. No, it's the trolley over on Aspen Street.
2: Hey there! Screaming woman! Hey!
1: I'm afraid your screaming woman's let you down.
2: But she was here, Dad. Right under where they dumped all this dirt. I heard her screaming and screaming and screaming while she was underneath in the fort. Somebody's dumped tons and tons right on top of our fort. it's
1: oh, too bad they buried your fort, dear. I saw two of Kelly's big trucks here last evening and there was a dump truck in here this morning, too.
2: It isn't because they covered the fort.
1: It must be your screaming woman doesn't like grown-ups. Only delivers her solo for kids.
2: Maybe she can't scream anymore.
1: Well, I'm going to take a nap now. Let my dinner settle.
2: Aren't you going to help me, dear?
1: Don't you think this is a sort of silly game? It's not a game. All right, dear, but don't stay too long. Mama probably would like some help with those dishes.
2: Dad! Dad! Oh, I know I heard her scream. I know it. Oh, darn, darn, darn. Ah!
1: Margaret, come here. Come here. Let me feel your head.
2: Please, Daddy. Please. Oh, please you've got a fever. Please, now, you're Dad. going to lie
1: down, young lady.
2: We can't leave her down there, Dad. We can't. Come along in your room. It's awful, Dad. It's awful for her to be screaming and, and screaming and nobody listening or
1: caring. Margaret, you'll suffer not more, and then you'll die. You're going to lie down the rest of the afternoon before you make yourself sick.
3: <laughs> no, I've got to dig her out.
1: I've got to go back. It's all those comic books you've read, darling. Now I forbid you to leave the house. Close your eyes and take a nap like a good little girl.
2: was locked in so I tied a sheet to the bed and let it out the window and it down to the ground then I ran to the garage and got children and ran to the empty box then we down and it was getting cold I started to dig fast hi Maggie it was Dippy Smith he goes to my school I don't hear nothing. Well, listen. Just listen. No, I don't hear nothing. Look, well, just wait. <laughs> you will. <coughs> there. There, did you hear it? Mm, that's okay. Do it again. Do what again? The screen. Do it again. Go on. I'll give you this egg if you teach me to do it.
3: <coughs> what a Dog
2: you get that ventricle book for a dime from the magic company? You got one of those tin things in your mouth? I won't tell you unless you help me dead. Oh, okay, James, well, give me the shovel. And you gotta dig fast, like this. Boy, you think she was right at her feet. Oh, you're wonderful, Maggie. So what's the screaming? And stuck her in the fort and dumped all the dirt on top. But she wasn't dead. She came too oh, Are you sorry? He stood right there when she screamed and wouldn't pay any attention. Hey, that's right. He stood right there and lied to us. What do we do, Maggie? There's only one thing to do we'll phone the police and, and tell them to come and arrest Mr. Kelly. <laughs>
1: I make it desperate and sure something. Oh, 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 yes? Officer? You Mr. Kelly? Yes, sir. Well, what can I do for you? Is, uh, Mrs. Kelly at home this evening? Why, she? Sure. May I see her, sir? I oh, sure,
2: sure. Thanks. Hey, Anna! What's up?
1: We got a call, um... Oh, good evening, ma'am.
2: What is
1: it, officer? Well, I'm sorry, folks. We, we got a call that Mrs. Kelly was buried alive in some empty lot. Oh. It sounded like some kid calling, but we had to make sure we always checked.
2: Oh, them. I can't understand. It's those blasted kids! If I ever catch them all, I'll break their necks. you can not Boy, if Kelly telephones my dad, I'll get a with him What do we do about the screaming woman? Oh, how the heck with her I'm not going near that lot again Wait a minute, Dippy I know why he didn't hear the screams Kelly's sort of deaf Mama says he's hard of hearing. Really? He heard us, didn't he? He heard the cops. He breathed people's lips. But he couldn't hear the screaming woman because he couldn't see her. Gippy, come on. We gotta go and dig some more. No, sir. We got to. We're in a pack of trouble because of your old Donald screaming woman. I'm not gonna get in any more trouble. No, sir. Go so on, Maggie. <laughs> And we went off and left me all alone. It was dark now and Dad would be hunting for me. He found me I'd get a look and be put to bed and then nobody would help the screaming woman at all. There was only one last thing to do. To go all over the neighborhood from house to house and find out who was missing. So I, I rang down and knocked but, but everybody was home. And I was about to give up when I came to the Vanessa's house. The house was quiet and nobody was home a dim, spooky light inside somewhere. So I just kept knocking and knocking and knocking. What do you want? Uh, uh, nothing, Mr. Nesbitt. I I want to see Mrs. Nesbitt. She's not
1: here. She's going to the store.
2: Oh. Uh, Then she ought to be back pretty quick.
1: I'll come in and wait. Hey, hey, hey. Wait a minute.
2: I'll just sit down here and wait. I sure like a rocking chair. (laughs) Don't mind me. Go right ahead doing whatever you were doing, Mr. Nesbitt. I wasn't
1: doing anything.
2: Oh. It looks like you were packing or something with all those boxes and trunks around. Going away?
1: No. Mrs. Nesbitt's been sorting things out, getting rid of a lot of stuff.
2: Oh. Burning it up in the fireplace.
1: Oh, yeah. That's
2: right. Dad always burns our junk out in the alley. Last milk, awful when it burns.
1: I think... Uh, look, kid, Helen may have gone on from the store to visit a friend.
2: Well, if she doesn't come soon, I'll leave.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell her you were here. What did you want to see her about?
2: Oh, nothing much. Hey, that's too bad. What? I guess you lost the key to that box. She had to break the lock.
1: It, uh, was, uh spoken already. I bet your folks don't know where you are, kid.
2: No, sir. They think I'm in bed. Which friend did Mrs. Nesbitt go
1: visit? I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, look, kid, I, I ought to tell you, she won't be back tonight. Oh? Uh, no. Uh, she went to the store, like I said, but she was going from there over the beach with uh, visit her mother. Uh, On the bus. She'll be gone two or three days.
2: Oh, that's a shame. Why? Mama was expecting Mrs. Negley to come over tomorrow. Maybe
1: so. Uh, You uh, better not tell your mother. You see, it's uh, uh, kind of a secret about Helen going away. She uh, doesn't want people to know for a while. Oh. (laughs) You know how to keep a secret, kid. I... Yes, so I'll uh, I'll give you something for not telling. I'll I'll give you a reward now. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, all right. uh, here's something for a kid. A doll. A doll? Yeah. Uh, Helen was going to give it to you. I heard her say when she was sorting this stuff. Oh, I'll give this to the little leery girl. That's funny. Mrs. Nesbitt always called me
2: Margaret.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, uh, sure, uh, th- th- that's what she said. Uh, Margaret. Yeah, you see? It's quite a doll. Old-fashioned. It's made of leather, and the, uh, the face is china. Uh, or something. You see?
2: Uh-huh. Thank you, Mr.
1: Nesbitt. It's a reward for not saying anything about Helen being gone, I understand? Yeah, now... Uh, no, no, come on, I'll, I'll step on the porch.
2: Right? Um, Mr. Nesbitt, I saw your dump truck in the lot this morning. So what do you
1: mean? Were you in the lot this morning?
2: Um, no, no, I was home. I looked out the window. Yeah. Please, Mr. Nesbitt, let go of my I'm arm. You out
1: there today, answer me.
2: Don't, that hurts, I wasn't playing. It's no fun now with the fork covered up and... The
1: fork? What's that?
2: Nothing. Nothing, Mr. Nesbitt.
1: Tell me what you're talking about.
2: Nothing, nothing but that old concrete pipe.
1: You know something. <laughs> That's why you came here. You've been snooping around that lot and you've found out something. What do you know?
2: I I don't know anything. Let me go, Mr. Nesbitt. if you don't let me go, I'll... Oh. Hey,
3: come back. Come back, kid. I'll give you something else. I'll give you something else. Come back, kid. Come back. <laughs>
2: yelled because I kicked him and bit his hand. Then I ran, but I heard him run after me. It, it, it was dark and quiet and, and scary on the street and, and more scary out there in the lot. I ran straight across the place where I'd heard the screaming, and it was so quiet. And all of a sudden, there was a man in the lot, right in front of me.
1: Margaret, Margaret, stop. Oh, Dad. Margaret, where have you been? Do you have any idea how your mama's worried? you know how late it is?
2: Yeah, Dad, out. Me. We've been it's
1: up and Mr. down alleys and clear down to Clark Street. I was about to call the police.
2: The screaming woman. It's Mrs. Nesbitt down there.
1: I'm going to give you a good licking.
2: Mr. Nesbitt killed her and now he wants to
1: kill you. I've had all of this idiotic talk I can stand.
2: It's true. He said she's gone away and, and he was burning her things. You've got to believe it. Margaret,
1: that's enough. Now stop it right now. What have you got there? Where did you get that doll? Mr. Nesbitt. I... Gave it to a Larry <laughs> Kid stopped by the house And I remembered Helen said she wanted to throw it away Helen said to throw it away
2: He's lying, Dad He gave it to me so I wouldn't tell about her It was locked up in a box He didn't have a key, he broke it
1: open <laughs> She's a high-sung kid, Leary. All the stuff she was telling me He's to... lying, Dad Why are you lying, Charlie? Lying? Well, how do you get that? Helen play? was going to give it to Margaret on her birthday She told me so it was a present I gave her a long time ago. She wouldn't have thrown it away any more than I'd thrown away the paperweight she gave me. Why are you lying, Charlie? I'm not. Don't look at me like that, Larry. As God is my witness. He's
3: is dad. It's
2: the screaming woman.
1: As God is your witness. Look, no! uh... Larry. Stop. No! Please! Margaret, run to the house. Phone the police and tell them to hurry. Tell them we've got a dig.
2: They got a lot of people down there digging her up. Hey, swell! Hot dog! And you know what else, Dippy? They uncovered our fort again. And now we'll be able to get the kids out and play in it tomorrow. We'll again
1: next week. And we return with a chance to dream written by Bob Corcoran. Another tale well calculated to keep you in.
0: All right, folks, welcome back. I tell you, she was such an amazing actress as a little girl, just absolutely incredible. She really plays the part so well in today's play. And just does such a good job of helping to create the fear and the suspense. What a great job. I love the storyline. She keeps hearing the screaming woman, but no one else believes her. And her father won't believe her. And she knows she's hearing something. And then towards the end, she ends up almost getting trapped by the bad guy and just tons of good suspense here. This is just a good old fashioned mystery suspense thriller, and I absolutely love it. So much fun. I hope you enjoyed it as well. And now, a few words about Margaret O'Brien, and then I'll get you out of here. Margaret O'Brien was born January 15th, 1937, and she is still alive and with us and actually still active it looks like, in the acting industry. She is an American film, radio, television, and stage actress. She began a prolific career as a child actress in feature films for Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer at the age of only four. She became one of the most popular child stars in cinema history and was honored with a Juvenile Academy Award as the Outstanding Child Actress of 1944. Her original name was Angela Maxine O'Brien, but it was later changed following the success of the film Journey for Margaret of 1942, and she played the title role in that film. Her first film appearance was with Metra Goldwyn-Mayer's Babes on Broadway of 1941. She quickly won praise for her convincing acting style, and you will see that today in today's play. She was an amazing actress, even as a little girl. She was really convincing and just an absolute amazing actress. And that's probably really what helped her career and success more than anything. She was a terrific actress as a child. And like I said, you'll see that here in a minute. By 1943, she was considered a big enough star to have a cameo appearance in the all-star military show finale of Thousands Cheer. One of her most memorable roles was in Meet Me in St. Louis of 1944. She played the little sister of Judy Garland in that movie. Some of her other successes included The Canterville Ghost of 1944, Our Vines Have Tender Grapes of 1945, Bad Bascom of 1946, and the first sound version of The Secret Garden of 1949. She also played Beth in the 1949 MGM release of Little Women. On December 22, 1957, she starred in The Young Years on General Electric Theater. She made a guest appearance on a 1963 episode of Perry Mason as Virginia Trent in The Case of the Shoplifter's Shoe. In 1967, she made a guest appearance on the World War II TV drama, Combat. In 1991, she appeared in Murder, She Wrote, Season 7, Episode, Who Killed J.B. Fletcher. She has gone on to play roles in the 21st century as well, such as Child Stars, Their Story of 2000, Dead Season of 2002, The Mystery of Natalie Wood of 2004, Boxes of 2005, Store of 2006, Dead in Love of 2009, Frankenstein Rising of 2010, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde of 2017, Prepper's Grove of 2018, This Is Our Christmas 2018, and Impact Event 2018 so awesome that she is still with us. That's absolutely amazing. They don't give out the names of the other actors in the play today, but what I've got here, it says that also appearing are William Johnston and Agnes Moorhead. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out the Facebook page, and if you found the podcast through Facebook, Remember that the podcast is not only on Podbean, but it's also many other places such as the Apple Podcasts app. It's on the Android app. It's on iTunes and many other places where podcasts are found. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace out.